Oh. Mm. That went that went everywhere. Yes, it did. Hello, everybody. Welcome to oh, it's going everywhere. I'm spilling it. But welcome to episode 16 of the Ironic. Gaming and Drinking <laughs> Cast. Yeah, we're going, we're going everywhere with this one. Um, I'm Adam Gogan. I've got my buddy Travis Casey here with me today. It's me. Yes, sir. And we are here to snuggle your ear holes and eye. Uh-huh. Yep, that's that's a really good way to put that description. Yep. Definitely didn't make it. You know, we just like to get all warm and toasty all up in your ear business. Yep. That's what that's (laughs) that's our uh that's our slogan. Yep. It says it right there on the podcast page. Yep. Warm and snugly in your ear holes. (laughs) ASMR for your ear holes. Oh, we got some ASMR. If you just want to do like a super cut of every beer opening we've ever done, every like <laughs> sip and like. I think know, starting like, next week, I'm going to introduce it like this. Welcome to episode 17 of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. So you're almost, you're, you're like halfway to a NPR podcast, <laughs> F1 too. Like an NPR uh, ASMR mm-hmm. mashup. I mean, dude. Which half- is a good idea. So, somebody had to have done that by now. Half of the people that work at NPR should do ASMR on the side. Yeah. <laughs> you just want like Ezra Glass, like doing a little <laughs> nighttime reading to you. <laughs> oh, God, I would love that. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about some booze and some games. Travis, what are you drinking here today, sir? So I have uh, Tartness Quest. Okay. New Serum Brewing, the company I work for out of Salisbury, North Carolina. It is a cotton candy sour ale. Doesn't okay. pour quite like you might expect it to. Um, looks more like a sour than uh, than the pinkish that you would probably anticipate from a cotton candy ale. But um, let's try it out. It's very good. It's yeah. uh, cotton candy on the front end, sweetness at the top, a lot of tartness on the back end. Very very tart on the back end. You got an extra actually, one of those over there? I know that's the only one I have. And it's only at the only available at the brewery. Um, this is not in distro, unfortunately. I wish Next it was, time you go up there, you should grab me one. I'll, yes, I will. Um, I'm going there on the 16th. So, okay. I can, I know they'll have that. They're, they're going to have like three new beers too, by the way. Uh, Ukraine beer that they did for the, uh, like all the proceeds go to the uh, Ukraine, like United, I think it's a uh, UNICEF uh, okay. relief fund. And then they're doing two or three, um, hardcore releases that I, I can't remember the names of them, but they all have like metal album covers as their uh, can art and they look super dope. I'm I love very that. excited to try out all of them. Y'all's head brewer must be a metal head or yeah. just like a, like a hard music kind of guy. Cause y'all did the pretty hate potion mm-hmm. recently. A lot of wrestling and a lot of metal um, and video games, princess peach. Yeah. Some video game stuff too. I think all those, all three of those kind of go hand in hand. If you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I do like um, heavy music and video games and beer and wrestling. Eh, I mean, real. I like the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Yeah. Pre, pre, pre-WWE. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they uh, hopefully that'll people will come up out for that. It's April 16th uh, and New Serum Brewing out in uh, Salisbury, North Carolina. If anybody wants to come, it's going to be dope. It's our six year anniversary. So. I yeah, I would love to be there, but I will be running in a 5k. A fun run. Yeah, a little fun run to, to get ready for the big run in a few months. Um yeah. that 
at half. But anyways, um, I am drinking uh, Munkle, uh, which if you don't know Munkle, they're out of Charleston. They are an amazing brewery. I haven't had any of their beers that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, everything is really full bodied and just full of flavor. Uh, this one is the Brew City Brown, or excuse me, Brew City Brune. Uh, it is a Belgian style brown ale. It is 6.2%. Um, Travis was over here the other day and he tried this one too. Um, thick boy. It's a thick boy and it just tastes like straight toffee. It is delicious. Smells like it too. Smells like caramel and toffee. Tastes like toffee. Mm -hmm. Great, great brown ale. If you're ever Charleston. Speaking of cuddling up in your ear holes, it's the kind of beer you kind of want to drink by a fire. Right. Smoky. Little warm warmth action coming off the side. Yeah, I mean that goes great with this uh, whiskey and Pepsi that I'm drinking as well. <laughs> Tell them about the the Pepsi you got going on there. So I decided uh, to get this nitro Pepsi. This oh, it's vanilla, vanilla. I didn't even vanilla see nitro Pepsi, and it just like I wanted to try that and then mix it with some whiskey. So I have some bullet whiskey here, some bullet bourbon. So and, basically, um, Adam is doing the podcast equivalent of double fisting at the moment. I mean, it's not even the podcast equivalent. It's just happening. <laughs> this is just how I'm living life right now. <laughs> That's that bodes well for the uh, on railsness of this show, and it's oh, yeah. ability to stay on those rails. Shot in the brew shell and keep them coming. <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm. So, how's the Pepsi? Delicious. It literally it just tastes like uh, cream soda. Okay. I want to throw some ice cream in there. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That oh, sounds dude. I, I want an ice cream float. It doesn't even have to be <gasps> an adult ice cream float. But adult ice cream float with this would be so bomb. That would be good. I'm down with an ice cream float no matter what form it comes in. I got some Ben and Jerry's half-baked in there. Let's get real weird with it. I mean, that sounds like the kind you want to put on there. So. <laughs> Not oh, a bad option. God. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun one. We're here to uh, get weird. So let's do that. Um, I have been playing some games. I know Travis has too, but we got together the other day and played some board games. So um, if you are into board games at all, you're going to enjoy this episode. If you're not, you know, listen, and you might start to enjoy some board games. Who knows? <laughs> there's, there's definitely a big, wide cross-section of people who enjoy video games and board games. They, they go hand in hand. I mean, a lot of video game systems are based on board game and role-playing systems that were developed True. pen and paper. So and this I feel is like a, very, a lot of people are going to be in, uh, into that stuff. Yeah, and this one is very heavily uh, into the RPG dungeon crawling mechanics that, that have brought been brought forward into video games now. Yeah. Uh, the game we've been playing is Descent. Um, we actually got together, what was it like four months ago when I first moved back? Um, it was was like November, I think. So yeah, October, November, something like that. And, um, that was when, like, I had already played through like a bunch of missions with me and a couple other people when I was living in Florida, but I wanted to get a new game going when I came to South Carolina. So a few months ago, we played through the tutorial mission. Um, that took a while. It took about four hours. Yeah. I mean, every dude, every mission takes forever. And, you know, it's been it's been such a distant 
time-wise, since we played it before, we kind of had to relearn a lot of the mechanics again. We definitely did, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, we spent a lot of time arguing mechanics and going back to the rule book. It was me and Travis, uh, Travis's roommate, Sean, and my buddy Langston. Mm-hmm. And um, we each have our own characters. I am a necromancer. Uh, Travis, you are... I am like a paladin. I don't remember the actual term in the game, but yeah, you're like a I'm tanky, a, tanky, a tanky healer. I got a big shield. I have a sword uh, and uh, I, I do a lot of healing and buffing. Uh-huh. So and then a paladin class. Yep. And then our buddy Langston is a straight up glass cannon. Like yeah. <laughs> he, he was, he was putting some nasty spell combinations there. Uh, yeah. That really, really helped us out. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was knocking motherfuckers out left and right, but it's like he he would have to like go in and then scurry out. And yeah. I think we were starting to get a, get the hang of how to like replace one player with another player in the in the board in the room situation to like prevent mm-hmm. each other from going down except mm-hmm. when we got At toward the, the end. end. Yeah. Which we'll get to we'll, that, but we'll our, also that. uh Sean, what is Sean what was Sean? He is he's kind of like the ranger. The ranger. Yeah. Um, so he can, he can do range damage, but he also can kind of get into the thick of it because he could heal himself. Um, he was also, he's also got a pretty good, like group heal as well. He has an AOE heal that, that also damages monsters if he gets the right, uh, like initiative check for it. Yeah. He has to get a good roll and then he can do like two damage to the monsters and heal everybody for one, uh, health point. And yeah, dude, we did. And all we did this past week. So we're going to try. I think we should try to do that like every couple weeks if we actually want to get through this campaign. Yeah, because um, it took we started at like 430 and we ended at close to 930. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we did. And so we we started and we were we were like, should we do it was like, wait three weeks and you can do like the next main quest. We'd already gone to town from the last mission. We'd already sold our items and bought new items and things like that. So like, what should we do? And there were two side quests available. And I think our thinking was like, why don't we do one of these side quests? It'll be kind of quick. And then we can maybe jump into the main quest and see how that goes. And uh, that is not how it went. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, we, we started the side quest and it started with a cool little like scenario tag, I guess you would call it like the, the girl with the cat. Um, and yeah. You can choose so, yeah. To... There's so like, there's those little mini like in between going from mission to mission or town to mission before the mission even starts you, you kind of can come across stragglers in the roads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we came across a girl with her cat and it was, the option was like, uh, give her like money, help her find the cat or say like, basically fuck off kid and let her go by herself. And we chose to try to help her find the cat. Uh, we didn't find the cat, but we inherited, like we had to roll to see if we got some kind of, we got some kind of trap or something. It was right? disease. It, it, but we, how did we get that? I don't remember how that came about. Something um, happened in the search for the cat that we all had to roll to see if we got diseased, which is like a status ailment. Yeah. I so we had to do a stat exactly check, um, but I can't remember exactly what the scenario was. Like we were helping her yeah. find her cat. Then she decided that she was <laughs> done looking. She said he's probably back at the house or something like that. Yeah. No, she which said is... she said he's probably off on an important mission. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so um, and so she was like, we're giving up. And so we did we got nothing out of it, basically, except for disease. But it did say some like she she basically implies that the cat is doing something. So he's probably going to show up later in the 
quest scenario. If I had, I, I feel like he's going to come back later. Like that's I my, so. guess. I think, I think so too. Cause there's no way, I mean, well, there is a way that it would just yeah. be like something just to mess with you. Um, or she's going to come back as like an all powerful witch. And instead of like attacking it, she's going to be like, thank you for your kindness to my kitty. Like, and the yeah. cat's like a giant dragon or something like that. Right. You know? like, yeah. My cat's back from his quest. Now he's a giant tiger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of cats, have you ever played cat quest? Uh, the, the mobile game. Uh, I mean, I played it on Switch. I don't think it's a mobile game. If it's the same, it's like blocky kitty characters and stuff. It's uh, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a like a hack game, and yeah. slash RPG. Yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Of. yeah. Oh, is that a mobile game? I think <laughs> yeah. it was originally a console game and then it went to mobile. No, it was originally a mobile game that got ported. Really? Because it plays yeah. really well on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of decent, uh, you know, mobile games nowadays. But that I remember that when that one came out, it was like a really, really big deal. Uh, it's a good game. Well, People really dug it, yeah. Yeah. But I, I have not played it, no. Yeah, they got Cat Quest and Cat Quest 2, and in Cat Quest 2, you can play as a dog. Wow. Yeah. yeah it gets real really crazy. I bet her cat is the cat that's going off and doing Cat Quest stuff. It's a, connect, it's a shared universe. The, shared universe between the Descent cat, and Cat Quest. The CCU, the Cat Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, God. Or it's the DCU, DCEU, the Descent cat extended universe <laughs> oh wow <laughs> connections to both of them <laughs> and then nice. you got and then you got the flash coming in doing his thing getting arrested because it's the dc it would be the dc dc eu okay the detective comics <laughs> yeah. descent cat extended universe i don't know about i don't know if i want to visit that universe that's a little too much for me questing oh, cats God. and 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 the flash maybe a little too much for one one scenario oh man but, but yeah anyway, anyway. <laughs> we, we were so we went through uh we did that and then we started the quest which was like explore a cave or something a, a dungeon yeah but well it was um there was rumors of a oh that's right treasure uh a, tr a, sh a sunken ship mm -hmm. um well it's 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 like a shipyard but it's been flooded and there was supposedly like a treasure there, but everybody who's gone and looked for this treasure has never come back. Yep. And so we decided, yeah, let's go find that treasure. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And um, it, it was, was cool. We, we went through um, the board spread out. It started out as like two board pieces. And then I think by the end of it, it was seven ish. Yeah. So, so we should say for people that don't know what descent is, it's kind of like D and D light. Um, yeah. It, except the cool part and the reason that I bought this game instead of trying to get a D&D &D crew together is because like us four, me, you, uh, Sean and Langston, we are the only people that I know in Columbia uh, that I would want to play a game like this with. Right. Um, and with four people, you know, you could play D&D, &D, but then you got one guy who's going to have to DM, which none of us have ever DM'd and you want, if you're going to do your your for if it's going to be all of our first game of dungeons and dragons one of us should be experienced and i know sean kind of is um but we i know we all wanted to be the heroes and none of us really want to dm and yeah. um so with descent the really cool thing about this is it's all controlled by there's you can either play the app on your phone your tablet your pc whatever um 
And so this computer app does all of the DMing for you. Like you click through and it tells you like, this is what's going on. This is what's, this is where you need to go. This is how you need to have the board set up. And it tells you as you go through the game. Yeah. Um, and so you so lay down the board pieces as you go, you go through a door, a new board piece gets laid down. Mm-hmm. It tells you when to spawn monsters in. It tells you when a trap goes off. It also gives you like the uh, weird edges of a scenario. Like in this one, there was these tentacles throughout the whole dungeon, which ended up fucking us up a lot, actually, <laughs> even though they only have one hit point apiece, um, they they didn't die easily. So. They KO'd Langston one time. Yeah, and a really funny thing that we figured out later, we shouldn't have done that way, but <laughs> yeah, just really, really, really good stuff. Um, the computer program, I think, is what makes this game for us because we don't have to worry about a every single little rule. Like we we still have to do like this the like basic mechanics of it, but as far as like adding the monsters to the board and you know what is contained within each treasure chest and where keys are located or where monsters or where uh, traps go, things like that, it takes care of all of that stuff. And it tells you when to lay down a new board piece and, and yada, yada. And I think for us, it really, like, as long as it took us to do, it would have taken us way, way longer if we didn't have that computer program laying it out for us that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool addition to a classic gameplay. Um, yeah. I, I really appreciate that they did that because I've always wanted to get into D&D, but I've never had a group of people to do it with. Yeah. Um, and this is like a fun way for like, you know, you can get your friends together and all of you can be inexperienced and nobody feels like they don't know what they're doing because nobody knows what they're doing. And it's okay mm-hmm. because you have an app that will literally walk you through it. So it's kind of handholdy as far as like tabletop RPGs go um, with that stuff, but that's perfect for our group. Yeah, in a good um, way for, for us, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so like it's a great like first like deep tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm. Um I want to play um, uh, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, really bad. And I know that they have the PC version. Um, I, I think me and you should definitely get into that. If we had like one or two more people, I think that'd be perfect. We just or gotta, like, or we could play Divinity too. I'm down for that if, as long as the co-op works the way that that I want it to. Um, but we should definitely get one of those games and try it out because I would love to see that. I know that my friend Keith and his friend Ethan, well, my friend Ethan too, also in uh, Charlotte, um, they both played through the entirety of Divinity 2 together on PC and they said they absolutely loved it. And they're actually, okay. they are in a D&D group up there. Um, and actually Keith, he has invited me. Keith is now DMing a D&D group up there, but they're doing it all over uh some kind of like pc remote there's play a, kind of thing yeah there's like a website that you can do dnd for and it keeps up with all that stuff for you it's pretty cool yeah so he's he's invited me this thursday they're doing a they're they're they play every thursday and he invited me to come watch this week and then if i like it i might jump into that dnd group in like a week oh, that's sick yeah <clears throat> um but, so I, I do want to mention before we get off of this the the cool thing that happened at the end so we 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 spent a little too much time in the dungeon and the, 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 the AI started, uh, it starts fucking it? with you started. It started punishing. That's what it started punishing us for it. There were like minor threats that kept popping up. And then at the end, um, after we got like the main objective, cause we should say we spent a little bit of time in like the treasure room popping on these chests. Cause we thought the keys were located in the chest and then we could open up the other chest after we found the key. 
but it turns out that we had to go through another door and go to another part of the dungeon and then find the key which was like hanging on the wall and then we could go open those chests up yeah so we wasted too like much three or, we wasted like three or four turns in there yeah, um, and i think which... that's why we got the the minor threats and stuff coming at us uh but at the end the major threat spawned which was a giant dragon um <laughs> shadow dragon yeah the shadow dragon yeah and that ended up killing us uh killing me twice in a row because i couldn't get away from it um and killing langston one time i think and he hit it a bunch of times with his glass cannon fucking abilities i mean he was just doing because it had like what 28 hit points or something like that which is 20, for this game yeah 25 or 28 something like that which for this game is massive. Like most yeah. enemies have four or five. <laughs> Even the yeah. big enemies have like six or seven. Yeah. Um, so he had 28 hit points, which is huge. So he was just hammering it away. And I got killed on the last turn. And we basically had to make a decision where, well, we thought we didn't know the game worked in this other way, but we thought we could either open up some of these chests with the key we had found or kill this dragon and get out without <laughs> dying, everybody dying. And we were like, we got to open, we, we came here for gold. We're leaving with gold. <laughs> right. And so uh, very much to the detriment of some of our lives. Um, some, but I went, I, I went down, <laughs> mine in particular. Yeah. <laughs> but I went down and this is one of those classic things that you hear people talk about. And like, it only comes from role-playing tabletop games or some games like XCOM where, you know, some of this crazy wacky stuff can happen because of dice rolls and, and RNG and stuff. But I was, I could bring myself back up at the cost of a life. And we were like, you oh, were we should say, like, we should say you, you have the game, you start the game with four lives total mm -hmm. to share between the four of you. And Langston had gone down once and you had gone down twice. Mm -hmm. um, and when you ride, when you res back up out of being knocked out, you, you at most are going to have like four or five health, which that dragon could easily take out in one hit. So and usually if, it's if, one or two health. <laughs> so we had one, we had one life left. Yeah. And me and Travis were sitting there arguing about yeah. like, Travis was saying like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit this dragon and he's going to die. And it's going to be great. Cause the dra the dragon, we had knocked him down to like two or three five. health left. It was five hit points. It was five. So okay. It was, no, no, it was, it was, it was four. It was four hit points. And I'm like, dude, Travis, you are, you are literally like under the dragon's feet. If you res yeah. right now, it's just going to stomp you. And then that's going to be game over. That's our last life. No, we're yeah. not doing that. And, and we were asking around the table and we were arguing for so long that Sean he was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And Langston was, I don't know whose side Langston was on. I think but, he would eventually would. Well, the good thing is with these kind of games, it comes down, like we can discuss it in committee, but it, it ends up coming down to the role player's choice. Yeah, so like, yeah. it, it came down to me. And after Sean was and like, you're oh, like, I'm, I'm getting up. It. I'm getting yeah, up. Like, I'm getting up. I'm going to try it. <laughs> and so I got up and I clubbed the dragon and I, I basically did the equivalent of a crit on him. Yeah. And you got a great role. And he, he went down. And so then we found out that not only should we have ever been worrying about that stuff because we got every single treasure in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the end of it, without having to open them, we just awarded it to us. So we need to remember that for next time. I don't um, know if it's going to be the same next time. It switches oh, it up. Come, come on. I'm serious. <laughs> Do the same fucking argument again. I'm, when we get I'm serious, dude. It changes. It changes. Like, I don't we should maybe open up every single treasure chest. No, because I did. I did some of these missions before. And like when I played through this game before and it doesn't happen like that every time, I promise you, it does not happen like that every time. Okay. I was well, playing one where we made it out, but you know, we didn't get I think anything. If you, if you, if you run, like if you escaped, no, 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 we, we killed the boss and it was like, okay, but you didn't get any of the treasure. 
Like I swear, I've I've gone through missions where that happens in this game. It might be might have been a main mission. I think you just want to keep the drama alive, and I'm for no. it. So, <laughs> I'm serious. So, uh, um, but, but yeah, yeah, we got all the, we got all the gold, and it was really funny and a great great way to end the uh, the whole scenario. And we we ended up going because we got all that gold on that side quest. We got to go back to town. We had extra gold. We all got new weapons and new armor. You don't get um, any XP for side missions. We should say. Yes, it's but I think gold. I, I so we now have two, I think one week left till we have to go do that next main mission and yeah. we're in town. Yeah. Um, so I think we can, if we stay in town, I think we can give one XP point to one of us. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. which that will take a week to do that. So then it'll be time to go do the next mission. So I think we should do that next time we all get together is decide who's got the best next ability to get for the team. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be another 30, 45 minute conversation of, of <laughs> yeah. who, who has who the best, yeah. who has the best ability for the crew. And and yeah. that's the cool thing about it is like these games, they plod along at such a slow, slow pace, but like you're doing it all together. And yeah. so it's just like, you get immersed in those, in those, scenarios and in in this quest that you're on and yeah, um, and the conversations are usually pretty lively and often hilarious so because mm-hmm. you just start you start coming up with like ridiculous you know things that you want to try or you know like mm-hmm. ways that you think it might go like your role might go or whatever and you end up having these really funny uh discussions that are, are quite entertaining yeah the one thing that annoys me is sean and langston's Oh, you just gonna walk around that corner? Yeah. Are you just gonna shoot? You think you, you think you shoot through that square? Listen, you can lean over and staff it away from you. Know. I'm like, dude, uh, this is just how this game's mechanics work. Deal with yeah. it. <laughs> We've looked through the rule book thirty times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, descent is great. We will probably game. we're probably gonna play that again in two weeks. I know you've got your thing on the 16th. I've got my thing on the 16th. I think we're gonna try to get to it on the 17th. Yeah, and play another round, uh, get through that main good. mission. Um, and then after that, so we got this main mission coming up. I think the round after that, we should start earlier in the day and do like do a side quest and a main quest in. Sounds good. That would be fucking that would be fun. Wild. We also ordered pizza, drink soda, and had a giant bowl of chips rolling around. It was very much in the vein of like a classic '90s, 2000s uh, nerd nerd party. It was great. I absolutely yeah. loved it. And um, also, we should say that uh, I so we had my table moved into my living room in front of my big TV, and mm-hmm. then because normally when you play these games, like you have a laptop out, and everybody has to stare at this tiny little laptop. But I was. I mirrored my screen from my computer to my TV so that like I was facing away from the TV and I had the laptop and I was kind of running that, but everybody else, instead of having to look at my tiny little laptop could look up at the TV. And I think that was like super cool. Yes. Very, very entertaining. And then also we had a playlist (laughs) called Dungeons and Dragons background music. And it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Playing off my, off my speakers. Which was like it was, it was like Lord of the Rings and it was a I, lot of Lord of the Rings. I remember the Witcher. first song that played was from Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and I'm like, yeah, I'm Ori, gonna like this. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, good times. Very well, um, good times. 
What do you say we take a break, reload, and come back and talk about some more games? Yeah, we'll talk about some actual video games this time. All right. All right, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more booze and games. Hmm. Did you like not? Know, did you already open your beer, or do you still? No, drink I'm the still same drinking one? the same one. I, oh. I felt like I felt like this. You know what the switch? Uh, oh yeah. Where he goes <laughs> like they do the snap thing. That's what yeah. I was going for there. I was emulating uh, that. Oh god. There you go. You like that? That was a good one. Well, I have a new. <laughs> I thought you were getting a new beer, so I chugged the rest of mine. Oh and... no, I didn't. Oh, nice. <laughs> great. So I am drinking rain by birdsong i'm pretty sure it used to be called purple rain and then they got a cease and desist from prince exactly what it is. <laughs> and what's funny now i feel like they're going to get a cease and desist from the um the salt people because it looks just like the cover of that oh salt. hell no there ain't <laughs> it looks no just way. like it it looks just like it morton's <laughs> yeah or whatever the one <laughs> yeah. it's a little girl holding an umbrella yeah that's morton's with the with the salt yeah it looks no. just like that no it's still, but well, I would think that Prince would be the one because it's still purple rain on. No, the it thing. doesn't. But it doesn't say purple rain. So that all they all they wanted was the the title. Okay. They don't care if it's like if it's punny, and they make it purple rain because it's still literally purple rain. Um, it says yeah. fabulous and funky rain fruited sour is a smooth American sour ale with blueberries and strawberries with big berry notes and a hint of effervescence. This beer is juicy on the palate with a pleasant clean finish um very, very good i have not had this one yet this one is from birdsong they are in charlotte uh i do sell this uh beer what's the and APV on it it's like it 5%, is right? it's 6.2 6.2 so it's about what i'm drinking so let's see wow very similar color to what i'm doing yeah it's a little a little thick thick kind of a thick boy mm-hmm Oh yeah, I like that color. It is very, it is yeah. very similar to the one you have. Mm-hmm. Also, Respect. I should say, uh, cheers to the South Carolina oh, yeah. Lady Gamecocks, Congrats, national Lady Gamecocks, national champions, baby. Hell yeah, women's Much basketball. Mm-hmm. Second one. Ooh, that is delicious. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it rains very good. Wow, dude. That might that's like on my list on my short list there of like sours. Yeah. And I drink a lot of fucking sours. We did a um when I worked for Comer, we did a uh, an event at Homeland to debut that beer. It was it was awesome. Very good time. Um yeah, I did a bird song event there not too long ago. Mm. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's good. That's real damn good. Um, if you ever have a chance to try this and you like sours at all, highly recommend. Um, it's got a little bit of the strawberry and blueberry on the front end, and then it's just tart, but like like I said, a super clean finish on it. It's not like that finish that's going to like clench your jaws up. You yeah, kind of get that in the middle, but then it like just, oh, out. that is amazing. That is a really fucking good beer. Yeah. Hmm. Cheers mm. to good sours. I, I feel Cheers. like sour sours in the past few years have come a long way for and far as far as people's opinions of them go. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of like bro bros still don't respect the sour. 
and and they really should because it's a great style of beer i'm a very big fan same i have been ever since um i think i've liked sours since about 2014 2015 is when i first tried the westbrook goza and that kind of i tried that and then i drank like the anderson valley goza um anderson valley one's very good uh but those were like my first ones that i tried and that was when i was living in savannah and um so i would always go out on the beach on like tybee island and that would be what i would take out of the beach with me like back then and i know like in the last couple of years sours have come a long way it's like yeah now people are just dumping fruit and chopping yeah it's crazy it used to be just like here here's a goza here's a kettle sour that's what you got um but they were good back then still but yeah this one um it's kind of just a nice take on that classic sour not it doesn't have all the lactose and all that uh which i like but you know after drinking eighty thousand of them um it's nice to go back to just like what's sour yeah for sure um so you're still drinking the uh the new serum the tartness quest speaking of cat quest gotcha this one has some uh definitely has some stuff floating around and i don't know if you can see that mm. yeah it's got a Pro- little bit of looks like some strawberry or something yeah it's probably it's probably pieces of the fruit or puree yeah um <laughs> so anyways yeah this was just brewed last month so fresh af yeah anyways yeah i think they actually just um they did like a one month brew of that stuff i'm pretty sure Um, usually in pretty limited supply it goes pretty fast yeah but anyways um let's get back into the games man um what what have you been playing video game wise i know we were talking about board games for a while but what what about some video games what you got so i played uh, I, I was really excited about this game because it's from arcane or former arcane developers the guys who made uh prey which is one of my favorite games of the last generation uh dishonored which i really like and death loop they some guys split off from them and formed a, a studio called uh red eye or eye patch wolf games or eye wolf game red eye wolf games i can't remember the name of it um we'll look gotcha but, but uh Wolf they eye. made a wolf eye wolf eye games and they and it's put out by devolver so it has that devolver flavor you know you're, you know what you're getting when you when you get a devolver game they put it on game pass it's a game called weird west um and it's a game i have very much been looking forward to it kind of like in the screenshots reminded me of like an XCOM. it's a top-down view isometric uh set in the wild west where there's like supernatural happenings going on okay. so it's got the very very like tombstone film-esque uh version of the wild west where you've got like cowboys uh and outlaws running around and then on top of that it's got some supernatural stuff so it's very like you know basic in its premise of wild west stuff but then you'll go to like a an encampment of bandits and it'll be like a bunch of bandits and then all of a sudden there's like a ghost that's in control of the whole camp or something like that like that's the are kind you, of supernatural elements it has are you enjoying it so because i'm looking at screens i've honestly i've not i think i watched the first trailer for this when it was announced a lot what was it like a year or two ago it's been in development for a while yeah and i think that's the last time i saw anything about this game but i'm looking at screenshots of it right now and i am digging this art style it's like border it's like borderlands but like a little a little crisper 
like a top-down yeah. borderlands. Yeah. Okay, so yes, that, that part is all very good. And <clears throat> here's the thing, it is very much in the vein of the arcane style games. Uh, it's a it's an immersive sim. So you get to approach these scenarios that they put you in, and they do put you in scenarios because you're not. I thought this was going to be a game like you create a character and you go through the game like an RPG style. That is not what this game is. You are playing through like six individual scenarios with pre like scripted created characters. So like the first one you go to is like this woman who at the very beginning you like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Cause I was like, did I miss the character creator or something? Like I clicked on it <laughs> and you go through the same, you get branded and you're branded with like a hood on. So it makes it look like oh, my characters in there. So that's why you can't see him. Cause you haven't oh, chosen the features yeah. yet. But when it goes to it, you're just playing as this woman and she's like a former bounty hunter and it starts off. I mean, literally the first five seconds of it, they shoot your kid, kill him and then kidnap your husband for some reason um and okay. so the whole the whole scenario is that of you like trying to track these people down figure out why they did this and yada yada and she's like it's literally john wick style where she's buried her like former um gear in the backyard you go dig it up and hell yeah very cool right so that's what i was saying I'm like i'm super into this jeanette wick unfortunately yeah <laughs> yes that's unfortunately, her name right? then you start playing the game and I don't know what kind of impression you get from the screenshots. Tell me what kind of game you think this would be from the screenshots. So let's see. <clears throat> um, it kind of, I see the isometric part that you're talking about, but I also see some behind the back stuff. Uh-huh. Some cover stuff or maybe. So it kind of maybe think, makes like, you think of like an xcom type thing. Maybe that or see. So I see this one screenshot that looks like, um all right here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna share my screen with you and this will show on the uh this will show on uh advanced blah blah blah, blah, blah. share screen all right i'm gonna share my google search with you all right you see it yep okay so you yeah, see so this that, this yeah. looks like some like wild west hotline miami um it's this, hotline miami is is top down directly this is more yes isometric. but i do like i'm talking about like the way you're in these different rooms that are all bordered off and you're, mm -hmm. you're kind of running through and like i see the guy with the pool of blood there she's got a gun mm -hmm. point like that's what i'm thinking like kind of like a hotline miami type but then i see this yes so this is what made me think it was like a XCOM type game where you've got like characters and you're, and you're like making decisions that, that this is not that game and then i see this this looks xcom this yes. right here looks very XCOM. but then this looks like diablo like <laughs> like what is happening in this game all right so let me let me explain it to you it is a basically a twin stick shooter okay which sounds cool but it does not it's very finicky in its controls and uh doesn't exactly i guess because i went into it thinking it was going to be one thing and it turned out to be something very different that's probably on me but i can't get past the gameplay portions of this game because i think the story stuff is pretty fun so basically you're, you would go through each of these six scenarios and then the last scenario is like all of these people teaming up so assuming they're all alive because i think they can die i'm not sure but i think they can die at some point um i think that was something i said or, or read was that uh you can yeah everybody can die 
You can kill. You could literally kill every NPC. Well, you can in this kill. Game. You can kill NPCs, but I'm talking about the main characters. So I mean, I assume like, that if you can kill the NPCs, that your team could also die. But also, if you die, then the game goes to a game over screen. So I don't know. There might be a way to like die in the last. What I mean is like the la- the final mission of that storyline. Maybe there's a way to die, and you don't have that person based on the decisions uh, okay. they made. Gotcha. Because if you die, you just die and like restart. But um. But I think there's probably a way that you don't get everybody in there. And I also, and you also run into these characters, I should, uh, I should say, throughout the scenario that you're playing through. So you'll see like the, the, you'll see Jeanette uh, Wick somewhere else in, in somebody else's game and you can talk to her and maybe even recruit her for what you're doing in that scenario. So you're playing through six scenarios with six different characters or are you Jeanette Wick the whole time? No, you're playing through six different scenarios with six different characters. Okay. So, and then, you, and then, like I said, they team up like Marvel Cinematic style at the very end. And then you play through this final scenario, which I had gotcha. not even come close to getting to because the gameplay, I think if, if this were that same setup, but with XCOM style controls and gameplay, I would be so into this. But the, the twin stick shootery vibe that it has is not what I was looking for. So like, you can still do the arcane thing of like, do I want to go in hot? Do I want to go crouch quiet you know whatever like you can still do all of that stuff but it's not it, it doesn't feel sad it feels like you're, you're not doing it right you know what i mean like there's a lot of immersive sims where you're like i don't feel like i'm quite nailing this and i feel like i'm doing something wrong and that's how i feel constantly in this game and then it always ends up in like a shooting gallery you know, so where... was hotline miami the closest guest that i got there Kind of, but it's nothing like Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami is like 30 second, you know, vignettes. I know, but I mean, just control, restart. I mean, control wise, like as Again, far as the game, not play really, goes. because Hotline Miami is like super tight and feels really good. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess like the basic setup is kind of similar, but it doesn't feel anything like you'd have to see it in motion. Like it doesn't feel anything like hotline Miami. Okay. Um, That's really, this is all really disappointing the shit out of me because like everything I'm looking at from these screenshots just looks like a game that I would dig. You're telling me that's why I've been looking forward to it for so long. Like I'm telling (laughs) you, I, I, I I really, I, this has been a very big disappointment to me for unfortunately. Um, And I really can't get past. Like I love all this, the dynamic systems they have. Like you said, you can kill every single NPC in this game. If you kill a quest giver, you lose that quest. Um, you can kill like shopkeepers and things like that. Like it's got that old school kind of Elder Scrolls feel of like, I can fuck every, this whole world up, you know, just leave a massive bodies behind me. Um, but like, it doesn't feel satisfying in the way that you kind of want it to because of the gameplay. So unfortunately, um, yeah, this is, a, this is a disappointment for me. Oh, that sucks to hear, man. That really sucks to hear. <clears throat> I was hoping, I was really hoping you would come in with some glowing things to say about it. Um, I really thought I would. I've, I've been looking forward to this game for like two plus years and uh, it, it sucks to say that stuff. It really does. So. Um, yeah, that that art style though, you got to appreciate the art style if nothing else about this game. I appreciate game. the art style and I appreciate the story stuff. I, I like everything they're doing in the game except for the act of playing it. Yeah. yeah that's rough that's rough because that's a big part of games unfortunately is <laughs> it's how much fun they are when when they are to play you, you have uh, to like see the the game in action and like the way that the controls work it just never feels good there's no like snap to target targeting you know like in a lot of these mm-hmm. overhead style games like especially like you, you remember the ascent that kind of game like you could snap to targets in that yeah this does not have that kind of like quick it doesn't even do you remember how the ascent felt 
it doesn't even feel that good, which I don't think the ascent felt overly great as it was. It doesn't even feel that good. So, mm. I mean, I, I do. We should post descent. Um, I do like the way uh, descent played. The ascent. The ascent. Shit, descent. Jesus, I do like the way descent played too. Also, fuck me, that bourbon and beer in the first section. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leaning into frame, I feel you. Yep, yep. You know, I just want everybody to get this nice look of my my Afghan that my grandmother made me. <laughs> oh man so yeah so, what else you got what doing. else you got with uh with well, Weird I, was, I was playing a little legend of dragoon last night and uh my my steam link kept notifying me that gaming and drinking was repeatedly trying to play retro arch uh so yeah. what was going on there well i uh you were kept talking about how easy it was to emulate stuff so I downloaded RetroArch on Steam. Um, I then down, like I, I went into the different cores they have, like for the different systems. They didn't have any of them for PSX or PS1. So I went and looked yeah, they like, they not not initially, not the ones, I didn't see one. Uh, in the DLC, you got to go under DLC. Well, okay, that's, yes. I yeah, It doesn't come with any cores. You have to download yeah. all of them. So... I went in, I didn't do it from Steam. I did it from the RetroArch menu. If you go into RetroArch and go to load cores and then go to download cores, it's a mm. giant list of cores. Yeah. And so yeah. I went down to the PlayStation one and it actually does come with some. There's like a couple NES cores and SNES cores and uh, that come ready to go on RetroArch. Um, but I was looking for a PlayStation one. So I went into Google and was like looking for the best one for a PlayStation. Cause I just wanted to see it, how I could make PlayStation games look and play better um, on my PC. And from what I could see, Beetle is the emulator to go on. So I downloaded Beetle started. And then the first game I wanted to see was Dino Crisis. Cause I just wanted to see what those dinosaurs looked like if I can up-res them and change some textures and stuff like that. And uh, so I downloaded Dino Crisis and then loaded it up and it kept giving me this error. That was like, it's missing a bin file. So then I, I looked and turns out I didn't have the BIOS. <laughs> yep. So I had to go get the BIOS, move that into the system folder, mm-hmm. um, did Welcome that. Did that then it started it worked but then like i wanted to up it so then i went and was trying to find like the best like settings in an emulator to have ps1 games just look awesome and uh this is where i've this is where i hit a brick wall was i find a video of a guy who is playing like um some some fighting game some japanese fighting game from ps1 and he's like, this is what it looked like when I originally booted it. This is what it looked like with my new settings. And it was just like night and day. So I was like, I want to do what that guy did on all the games that I'm playing on PS1 on this. So I watched his video, looked at what he was doing. And for some reason, in in my computer, in my uh, RetroArch, I just don't see these settings that are these sliders that he's messing with. And um, 
so I, I don't know what to do. So I kept like trying to close it out, reload things. I actually ended up uninstalling the Steam version, then downloading the the internet, like the regular online version uh, to see if I was missing some some menu options because I downloaded it from Steam. That's mm-hmm. not the case. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not uh, I, finding... I can tell you the one that I use for my PlayStation stuff is it's not part of I, I when I'm playing on my Steam link, I use RetroArch and that, that uses PS uh, uh, Beetle PSX. But when I'm playing on my computer, the one that really does the good stuff is called Duck Station. Duck Station. And it, does, it has like a wide And that's, that's a different, that's not even in RetroArch. That's a whole that's different. A separate emulator. Go to Zofar.net to get that one. Um, and you can try that out. Like, see, because I've had more luck, like higher up-resing things and ducks inside a Duck Station than I have uh, inside of RetroArch. But uh, okay. it all kind of depends. And you, I don't know why it wouldn't give you the same options that that guy had, but he might just have more like, because you can add filters and stuff. You can. Well, no, I'm pre- I'm looking. I, he's not the only one that I looked at. I looked at like ten different people's like settings, and they were all very similar. I just don't have these options in there, and I mm-hmm. don't know why. I don't know why my menu doesn't populate that stuff. That's weird. Yeah. Mm. It did come like so. Oh, I just thought about this. So there's like Beetle, and then there was like Beetle something, Beetle, something, something. Beta. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should open the Beetle something, something, something. Yeah. Try, to, try, 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 move around through the different cores, especially if you can see all the options that are in the download list, because you're not going to, you're never going to find exactly what you want right away, at least as far as I found when it comes to emulation. Like you got to do a lot of experimentation. But once you get the settings right, then you'll know exactly what you want to do from and then from you can save it save that core right that way yeah, you can save that core yeah and it's with should, all those save, settings and it'll save those settings for that the next time you load that game yeah and if you go but do you have to of, change those settings for each game that you load up i think it saves in a game by game basis if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah uh, I, I think that's the way that it works uh because you can you can you, if you fiddle with the options enough i know you can you can set it to that that's why some options, I noticed this, it took me a while to notice it. Some options only populate when you have the game running and some are under that quick menu. Some are not under the quick menu. Some are under the regular ass menu settings and they're in, look like they're this, like options appears in both, but they're different options under each one. And they're also different options for each emulator. So you might need to load a different emulator. You might want to check and see what emulator they were running because they might've been running something different than Beetle regular. They might've been running like, you know, Beetle HD or Beetle uh, something else. Okay. Um, that just probably check. is what it is because I was running regular ass beetle. Um, I know there was another beetle option there yeah, that like, I could probably like four or something like that for specifically PlayStation. Yeah. That I should probably jump and look at that one, which yeah. I don't know why I'm not thinking about that until just now. Instead, I spent three hours last night banging my head against the wall. That seems all right. <laughs> Katie got home from work at like midnight and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, leaned back in the chair, like the guy from South Park in the, in the World of Warcraft episode. It's <laughs> like leaning back, just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, uh, speaking yeah. of modifying games, I have been playing. You ever have, do you have any of those games where you just like get in a mood sometimes and you're like, I just want to, I just want to do this right now. I just want to do this game. Hell yeah. All the time. So for, for me, that's Skyrim. I own okay. Skyrim on the 360, the PS3, PS4, PS5, 
and PC. And I almost bought the anniversary edition on the PC today, but I withheld. Um, so today I was just like, what do I want to, I was doing emails for work and stuff. And I was like, what do I want to do while I'm waiting on these emails to be responded to? I was like, why don't I mod the shit out of Skyrim and see how good I can make it look? Cause I haven't done that since I've gotten this new PC and boy, you can make Skyrim look really fucking good. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I have these mods on there now that let me start, like, you don't have to do that whole scenario, right? When you, you know, how when you start Skyrim, you do the prisoner You're ride, riding in the back of the wagon, the dragon yeah. comes, all that shit. So there's a, there's a mod called alternate start where you pick like a new scenario. You can start like as one of the, um, like part of the guild quest, you can start as like a bro- like, you know, dark brotherhood or fighters guild. It'll load you in there with all the you know, quest markers tag. So you're literally doing that. You can start like camping on the side of a mountain. You can be in the civil war um, as part of the red cloaks or the white cloaks. Oh, that's pretty cool. You can start as like a prisoner. You can start like, it gives (laughs) you like basically 15 or so different scenarios that you can start as. And that's how you start the game, Um, which is super satisfying after having played that intro. That's refreshing. 15 times. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't tell you how many times I've played through that scenario. Cause I think I bought, I know I bought it on PS3, PS4 switch was it on ps2 it was or was ps3 it was ps3 ps4 switch i bought it on pc i yeah i bought it four times yeah and i the first time i beat it was on my switch actually nice beautiful yeah um so i and then i added a bunch of graphical mods to it and a bunch of gameplay mods the best one one of the best ones is the skyrim like ui mod it, I think Skyrim's UI is absolute fucking trash. Like it sucks. Like half the time you're just like clicking through these like sliding menus and that's how you equip stuff. Like in an RPG, like what the, f- who thought that was a good idea? It just, it's bad. So this makes it more like an old school RPG where you have actual like, you know, layered list of stuff, you know, armor separations and you can see what like stats all on the screen. Can you compare like, items and shit a little better? items. Yeah, you can see. I mean, it just lays it out in a list format. So like if you're looking at like a broadsword and a steel sword, you can see the difference between the stats just at a glance without having to scroll through it. Um, it it's it makes it's a night and day difference. Like it is, it's, it's made specifically for mouse and keyboard too. So that 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 part of it is also super satisfying. Um, Hell yeah. But but yeah, it's just a, it's a great, it still remains a, a fantastic game. I know there's a lot of haters out there these days, but it remains a fantastic game that like, I can see people now hate on Skyrim. Yeah. They're like, you know, it's not as good as everyone thinks it is, it's, you know, shit like that. Oh, um, hell no. I, I mm, That's crazy, dude. But maybe we're old fogies at, at some point. Like I think a lot, a lot of, of these are... kids, they don't know Skyrim, you know, well, a lot of people are old school. Uh, Elder Scrolls fans like they love Morrowind or they love Oblivion. Oh yeah, okay. Because um, I will say like the you know the differences in those kind of gameplay systems are pretty stark. But I'll take the trade and like being able to wander this incredible immersive world as opposed to being able to role play because the role playing in Skyrim is not very good. But the the world building and the immersion is is basically there's nothing else like it. Like, yeah, and like the, being able to pick up, you can play. literally pick up like thirty quests. Yeah. Be like, which one of these do I feel like doing right now? And like, yeah. oh, I can do this one that's going to take me to the top of a mountain, or I can take this one that's going to take me into a swamp with a volcano in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like a life simulator at some point, as opposed to like an RPG, which is a good way to look at it. Cause you can't really like, you're not going to do like the role playing that you can from, especially like Morrowind, but you're going to be able to, like you say, see these vistas and, and these crazy dungeons that they've created and, and all this other stuff in a way that 
it, it, the game was made over 10 years ago and it continues to look because of mods and stuff look incredible. So I, I, I'm very much a big fan of that. So Elder Scrolls five Skyrim, right? Yep. It's, I know they did that announcement tra- trailer for yeah. six. Yeah. Um, which was basically just like a camera pan over a mountain. And then it just says like Elder Scrolls six. I think that's what it was. It's like um, a waterfall, but yeah. Yeah, something like that. When the hell do you think that's going to come out? 2026. 2026? I mean, that even might be early. Like, Starfield is coming out this year, almost certainly. Hopefully. Uh, and that's that would be, that would only be four years from now. And for reference, the last time they put out, like, Fallout, I guess Fallout 76 was their last game, and that was in 2017, I think. Um, so that's been five years so uh or maybe it was 2018 but um that's yeah, bethesda I, right bethesda yeah so they did doom year... nope oh that's id they bought id yeah before Microsoft right. okay. bought them <laughs> it's uh, all it all gets twisted up with all the uh, purchases everybody's buying each other and shit fallout 4 fallout 76 with the two last games they did that's crazy yeah, and I did not realize that 76 was the last game they did. I thought I, I in my head, Doom. In my head, they were also making Doom. They were publishing Doom at the time. Yeah. But now Microsoft is their publisher. So good loady woady. Yeah. I mean, they also published Dishonored and Prey and the the Arcane games, the id games, like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. But the last developed their internal development studio, but that's studios was Fallout 76. So got a little ways to go, I think, before we get six, but I'm very much looking forward to Starfield. So um Okay. Uh sorry, I just accidentally changed my input language. Cool. That's not good. Input language switching. Type typing left. Oh, shift change your input language. You can turn this feature off. Okay. I, I hope I didn't just change my input language. Cool. Hold on just a second. Okay, we're good. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so where are you in the uh, story? Have you changed the story up any more than just the intro? I haven't done any of the story. I've just been wandering around killing. I mean, I have a weapon or a realistic combat mod on, so I can't go too far into any one given area without getting killed realistic combat what is that like one hit death a lot of one hit deaths just more like instead of whacking at things for like half an hour you everything takes more damage including yourself so it's a little more a little i wouldn't say dark soulsian but it's a little more like you have to plan your especially if you're using like arrows and stuff you can do headshots you can do like you can sneak attack if you're like a thief character. You can do a lot of uh, one-hit kills, sneaking on things, which is very satisfying. Because it almost, all, I also have a mod for uh, the death cam. So if you sneak up behind somebody, it always gives you the death cam animation of them like stabbing them in the back. Oh, uh, like kind of like uh, God, like Ghost of Tsushima or like Assassin's Creed, like go up and yeah, like just murder someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Um, and they have like canned animations for each one of those like depending on if you're using a sword or a knife or like an axe so very cool stuff um it's very satisfying i will say to just wander this world and be like oh 
I see that. I see a fucking I, like earlier. I was like, that looks like a castle over there. I'm just gonna go see what that is. And it was like a an abandoned ruin that had been taken over by the Falkreath. And I went in there and murdered all of them and stole their treasure. And and then went back to the town that was right below it. And they were like, we need you to go take care of these Falkreath. And I was like, I already did. And they were like, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one thing I noticed a lot, or at least I guess this is probably just because the most time I spent with Skyrim was when I played it on Switch. Um which I think is kind of akin to probably the PS3 as far as graphics cap- capabilities and CPU capabilities. That's probably um, 30, 30 frames, like the old school con. Also, versions. one thing I noticed was pop in, like very significant pop in yeah. for distance stuff. Um, yeah. Can oh, you, I'm sure there are some, like, I'm sure like the stuff, stuff in the distance, like, looks, looks great. great. Yeah. Okay. They have it's they have LOD mods, which is like load or uh, something order distance, something like that, and it basically makes it so there's no pop in. So okay. everything and it has like dense foliage. It, it it looks like a almost a different game at some point. Like it looks so good that you're it almost looks like you're playing a different game than the the one that you played in 2011 or the one you played on the Switch. Hell yeah, dude! So one of my favorite enemies in Skyrim was the uh, what is it the stone crab yeah love me some stone crabs um yeah, like the little weak point in the <laughs> center of their mouth yeah dude and they they're just there's a little they, they almost look like they don't even want to hurt you they're just like they running do, around but it's like oh they definitely want to hurt you they do want to hurt you um so there are also uh crab enemies that i just discovered in some tiny tina's wonderlands oh yeah which i've been playing a lot of uh, since I know we've already spoken about it once, but I think I misspoke last time we talked about it a couple times. And uh, wow. I kind of kind of want to clear up some stuff about what kind of goes on in that game as far as class systems and overworld and things like that. Um, but what do you say we take a quick break and grab another beer and then come talk about that? All right. Sounds good. Word. All right, everybody. We will be right back with more booze and games. I'm going to chug this real quick. Uh. Ooh. Oh, that did have a bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Cheers, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 16, Gaming and Drinking Cast. Um, I, uh, I'm i drinking a beer that does not pop like your typical bottle. It pops more like a water bottle you get at a fancy restaurant. Um, and it's a uh, Grolsch Pilsner. Grolsch. Um, Grolsch. It's fun to say. This was a brewery started in 1615. Um. Let's see. I don't even know where they're out of. I think it's Belgium or Germany. One of the two. Um, Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Okay, so it's 5%. It's 15.2 ounces. Um, I don't know where Grolsch is from. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a European Pilsner, though. What do you have there? I am drinking another uh, Event Horizon from okay. New Hickory. New Hickory. Old, Old Hickory. Hickory. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it is, and it is uh let's see let me get this right imperial stout bourbon barrel aged with honey cinnamon vanilla cocoa and habanero peppers one of my favorite beers ever this one is 12.3 percent so hell yeah trying to catch so up to you Grolsch <laughs> is from is a dutch brewery it's in the netherlands yep and uh so this beer I don't know if this says anything about the quality or not. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, in this sweet ass bottle, I got this literally just for the bottle because I'm doing my uh, glass cutting thing where I'm like trying to make cool shit out of bottles. Um, this seemed like a cool one. Or even if I just wanted to like put like fucking, you could put olive oil in this thing or something like with this stopper top that it's got. Right. Super cool. But uh, I got it specifically for the bottle, but it only cost me two ninety nine at Total Wine. Oh, that's that's darker than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be like a really light pilsner. I mean, oh, it is pretty light. Okay. Yeah, it's just the, the it was up against, you had it down. Yeah, against your shirt. It's a very very light pilsner. Okay, it does have some malt to it though. It's a crisp, but it's got a little bit more malt than uh, like your average crispy boy. Yeah, than like Stella or something like that. Um, but yeah, not bad. It was founded in 1615 by Willem Neerfelt. In case anybody was wondering about the history of Grolsch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, before we left off, we were talking about stone crabs, uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, they are very significant in Skyrim. And what I've found is that I was not expecting this, but there are crab enemies in uh, in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands as well. And the reason for that is, by the way, spoilers for World 1 slash 2 um, of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, so that game, I've, it's opened up a little more. And you know how I told you last week, um, you go into the overworld and you're kind of like in these big fields and you're running around through tall grass and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, the big mission that I had been kind of avoiding and running around doing side quests instead of was to get my ship blessed by a bard. So that then I could go to an Island to fight the dragon Lord. Um, so I finally did all the side quests in world one. And uh, went to go get my ship blessed. And instead of blessing my ship, uh, the bard ship or shit? ship ship okay. my 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 ship. I think it was called like piece of ship, though, or something like that, like something stupid <laughs> <laughs> pile of ship or something. Um, so instead of blessing my ship, the bard uh who is like a heavy metal guy who plays a lute. Oh, get that's, it? um, get it. What's his name from the other games? Tark, Tark, Tonk, Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy with the games. glasses and like huge yeah. jacked guy. He, and he just yells everything. He's like, loot, loot. And then yeah. he's like, and every time he he's, cusses, it like does like some weird music sound to like bleep it yeah. out. It's he's one of the only things that I found funny in Borderlands three. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the bard in this game. <laughs> and uh and so instead of blessing it he um he decide he's like this is rocking so hard we're not just gonna bless it 
we're gonna shoot some magic missiles and then like instead of blessing your ship a giant nuke comes out of the ocean and like just your ship goes with it and uh and then he shoots like there's like just missiles flying over it because the the island that you're trying to go to is way off in the distance and he just shoots like a freaking armada of rockets toward the the island and they all land in the ocean and he straight up blows up the ocean like just destroys the whole ocean and and the the animation in that scene is really cool like it's 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 amazing um the way they do it because it literally like just like you look up and it's just like this giant mushroom cloud towering above you and then the ocean like this giant like 50 foot wave comes and washes over you but then it goes away and you've just got a dry ocean bed in front of you and uh, (laughs) it's like now you have to cross the ocean to get over Mm -hmm. there on foot um so then you go into the next world and the next world is like they call the notion um (laughs) and so you go down there and uh pretty good yeah and i just i just reached that point and and when you get there so another thing i i think i said last week was that um there's really no class differentiation you get your one class and that's it but at that point you get to add a second class to yourself Mm -hmm. um so when i started out i was the uh spell shot which uh basically like i said is a spell caster um, you get two spells and you can just kind of run through shit that way. Uh, the second class that I picked up was the Clawbringer, which basically I have a uh, a Wyvern familiar that flies around with me now. Oh, cool. And, and so I can do a bunch That's of badass like the, spells. The Beastmaster class in the last game, which is what I was. Yeah, but was. in in this game, um, there are two classes that can have you run around with a minion one is the Clawbringer. The other is the Spore Warden. The Spore Warden is a, like, you get a mushroom minion that runs around and does poison damage. Yeah. Uh, the Clawbringer, you get a Wyvern that runs around and does uh, electric damage. So um, in Borderlands 3, you, your Beastmaster could choose three different familiars that they had. Um, it sounds like in this game, they just split that up into two different classes. Yeah. And you, um, I think you had the, uh, the, what's it called? The, your minion that ran around with you. Well, I, I had it set to skag, but I could, I could do one. I could do, you, you get to switch between them on the fly. Like you can, okay. and the Beastmaster can go to any of those that he wants to use. Okay. It's, it's like your different skill. So you can like mix and match within that skill tree at Borderlands 3. So you can pick like, I want this, like, I want to go down this skill tree, but I want to have this perk from this animal. Um, and then I, I infuse it with this other like thing, which like for one of them makes them blow up really big. Uh, one of them, it makes it like run around healing your people. It's like, you can like mix those on different classes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so they kind of do the same thing with this, except you, you just get to add an entirely new subclass, which when I did that, it now opens up a whole nother skill tree that mm-hmm. I, I get to uh, bring to the table. And it's Does that skill tree change depending on what your base class was. No, you know? no, not at all. Wait, so um, so, so you, I have so two different I have tree. two different skill trees that I get to pick and choose which which skills I want on on my buttons or as my passes or whatever. Um, so they, don't, they don't like work in conjunction with each other. 
Not really, no. Um, let's see. So it's there is like dual classing. If you were in, like yeah, RPG that's exactly what it is. You are dual classing. In fact, I think Tiny Tina screams that at you. You're now dual classing, <laughs> or some really shit. Tiny Tina impression. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um. So yeah, I know. I know. Last week I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm set in the spell shot, but no. Yeah, now I'm. Sp- I am a spell I th- shot slash claw bringer. I thought when I was when I was asking you about that, I thought I'd heard that you do get to dual class. That's why I was asking about that stuff. But it's still just. So do you remember in the original Borderlands three, there was like three tiers on your skill tree. You could swap between all three of them. Yeah. This just has the two from each class, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah. it's a little bit. It's more robust and a little less robust at the same time. Yeah, because you're not locked into the three. You can kind of choose what your second one is, but there's only two trees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So it's it's pretty neat. I do enjoy it uh, quite a bit. However, I was min maxing for the spell shot, big time. Like I was putting every single point I had into uh, spell cooldown because my guy my his ult was you get to have as many spells as or have two spells instead of a instead of a spell and an ultimate do you um, have to choose one ult between the two yes okay yes so now i cannot if i want to have my wyvern run around with me i cannot have my two spells anymore mm. um which mm, it is what it is but now I now I'm actually min maxing for companion damage. So I want my wyvern to be able to run around and and fuck Tank shit up for damage. me. Yeah. So it it's cool though to be able to try out a whole new class. Um, I haven't really dug in too deep at, as to like how I can have those skills complement each other. Um, but that's a that like that's one thing that these borderlands borderlands do uh, great is that you can spend you can spend as much or as little time as you want figuring out how to best have your skills and equipment complement each other um so i will dig into that for sure as far as like how i can have my wyvern and my skills from uh spell shot complement each other um but one cool ass enemy that i found was the different crabs now that i'm running around the ocean Dude, there are, there are like, they're basically like hermit crabs, but there's like a coral crab and a stone crab and they'll, the coral crab straight up is just like a hermit crab with a bunch of like coral popping up out of his back. And if I start shooting it, it'll dive into the dirt and then I just can't hit it while it's in the dirt at all. And so like, it'll dive in the dirt and then like, I'll get swarmed by these other enemies and then I'll try to come back to that and it'll still just look like there's all there's a whole bunch of coral all over the place i won't know which one is the crab mm. so it's really um cool. you got to focus on where where you're aiming those shots mm. but yeah world two is uh definitely a lot different than world one i will tell you that much i, like I wasn't expecting it a, i like the idea of a, a, a borderlands experience that doesn't have you running so i reinstalled borderlands 3 after our discussion last week because i was like man i do i do want some borderlands um but man running around those big ass maps sucks it Mm -hmm. sucks it Mm -hmm. is not fun like i i think the idea of going into like a mission 
like a world like you're saying or, or whatever and then getting in there doing it and then popping back out to the overworld sounds a lot more fun than running around those barren lands where there's nothing there except miles of terrain in between you and the next fun thing to do yeah it's it's definitely like the the biomes are a lot smaller and um there's more to do in a denser area which yeah, which makes for this, which which makes sense that that's the way they designed it because you can't ride around and pad the game length of yeah i mean the way they padded it in borderlands was you get a vehicle but then oh all of a sudden there's four other vehicular enemies that are yeah, running around with you to, so you're just, at the same time yeah so they Which padded is, it out that way I, I like i like i think the idea that they it sounds like they did a lot of smart things with this game um they took some of the criticism of borderlands 3 to, to heart um and that's a good thing i mean but don't get me wrong they do pad this game out in, in the overworlds um you do have like i was saying last week the uh the tall grass or sea grass in the second world where like you'll have random encounters but you have the option to, to avoid those yeah. so so that's great but uh yeah. the main things i wanted to touch on this week were just the fact that okay yeah you can dual class um mm -hmm. and also there's different biomes and i'm sure that I mean, I'm only in the second one. I don't know how long it's going to be till I get to a third one or how many there are. Uh, I've heard this game isn't that long, but the way I'm playing it, where I am literally trying to do every single side quest, which is a lot to do in a Borderlands game. Yeah. Um, but I think the way that they've compacted this one, I think that it might be the way to play this one. If you're trying to get like a, just a regularly regular length uh rpg instead of a 90 hour rpg where most of it's padding i think you could get a yeah. good regular length rpg out of this um you just have to deal with i i have i have found that the more i play it the more annoyed i'm getting with the dialogue <laughs> shocking <laughs> i'm uh i'm starting to i'm starting to lose it a little bit whenever tiny tina or like you know these npcs that i come across they all have like lines dick and jokes lines of dialogue, i'm sure just yeah just lines and lines of dialogue that i don't give two shits about and also that's just not funny yeah like they're it's trying the really hard problem trying real hard to be funny but uh not really hitting that mark like there was one demon guy there's this whole side quest that I did of this tiny little like demon minion who's trying to possess a cult of people. And I'm spending probably an hour and a half doing a mission for this demon so I can help him possess this cult. Uh, it, it's cool because you can you can decide whether or not you whether you want to do the good thing or the bad thing. And I was like, no, I want to help you possess these guys, which that's neat. That's neat. The fact that you can decide which one you want to do. Um, but then I had to deal with this demon's dick jokes for the next two hours. Ah, that sounds terrible. Mm hmm. Mm. Sounds like it's a, it's overall probably a better game though. So, oh, for sure. I am, I'm definitely enjoying it and I'm definitely going to keep playing it. And, uh, hopefully eventually you'll jump in there with me and we can do some yeah. shit there. I'll get there one day. Uh, yeah, speaking of jumping in with me, man, we also played some uh, some golf with your friends together the other night. 
Yeah, and I think this game is mislabeled because it is not a golf game. It is a putt putt. <laughs> it's not even a putt putt game. It's a pool game. <laughs> no, it's a putt putt game. No, you fuck. It is a pool ass game. If this were, imagine that the course. What is were, putt putt, but not pool with sticks with except putt, that putt putt. You're over. You're overhead. You know, there's an overhead thing going on here. This you're literally behind the ball, lining up a shot like you would with a pool cue. That's how all putt putt video games are. Nah, dog. Go back to the old computer games. You can, you can, you got a little Mario standing over a guy. Like that's how it should be. <laughs> I don't like th- this. I, I, not super familiar with the world of putt putt games, but being behind the ball, like we talked about when we were playing it, like the camera seems to be the biggest detractor in this game. Yeah. Um. So we should set this up. It's a, it's a co-op, uh, putt putt. It's basically a nightmare putt putt. So, like, think about all the Myrtle Beach classic putt-putt courses that you can imagine. Dinosaur kingdoms and pirate ships and cyberpunk stuff. And imagine that the person who created them did a shit ton of cocaine and then went and designed a bunch of courses out of it. Uh, there's, like... And also had millions of dollars to... Yeah, <laughs> create a space station. <laughs> um, I will say that some of the later levels in, like, that cyberpunk area got kind of portal-esque and that was actually really fun um but there's there's less of that and more of the like how i I missed this shot for whatever reason because because of the camera you can't like so like the gameplay is you're behind the ball it literally looks like a like if you were playing if the if the course was replaced by a billiards board it would be a pool game so like you're behind the so imagine that because you're behind the ball and and if my grandma had wheels she'd be a bicycle What? <laughs> what? That's you said not, if the ta- if the course was replaced with a billiards table, it would be billiards. But I mean, like this, the gameplay is exactly the same. It would be more like if your mama's wheelchair, or if your grandma's wheelchair was replaced with a bicycle thing, she'd be riding a bicycle. That's more akin to it. She's still in a wheelchair. Her movement is the same way. This is the exact. This is just that kind of game, except that you're hitting the pull cube the pull ball through a bunch of obstacle courses and not a billiards table like it, the gameplay wise it, it's functionally just a pool game um, yes but pool games and putt putt games in general forever as far as i know except for you know like yeah that old school mario putt putt style in general putt putt games have been very similar to pool games forever well that's be that as it may the fact remains that that's probably this game's biggest detriment because because of that the way that the camera lines up behind the ball it's very hard to tell where your shot's going to go and we should say that it doesn't give you like a line of sight on where your ball is going to go which a lot of golf games do do and a lot of other putt-putt games even if they're behind the back do do that as well this game you just not. said do do twice i know because they do do that they don't just do that they do do that <laughs> uh, but like you know like how you, so there's no line of sight, like no line of imaginary yeah. thing that goes yeah. out and tells you where you're going. So you're just winging it half the time. Um, and so the challenge isn't necessarily like, you know what you're supposed to do in your head. Cause you can kind of like, you get like 15 seconds to roam the, the landscape and look at where you're supposed to go. You know what you're supposed to do, but the physicality of like doing it li- is limited because of the camera. Um, I do like that. So yes, 
it's limited because of the camera, but there are a couple things there. One is that you can zoom the camera back and that will yeah. give you a better idea of what you need to do or how hard you need to hit the ball or where I, there is I, something coming forward. I never got the hang of how hard you're supposed to hit the ball. And I don't think you really did it either. Like yeah. The, the, that, that part, again, if there was like a line of sight thing, you know how like the golf games, they come out with like a little, basically like, and it gets longer, the more you hold it. Like if you mm. just had something like that, it would change. Monster. His game <laughs> he's, got his, he's got his squeaky. Um, but like, it would change this game in huge ways. But instead, you're just like fumbling in the dark. And I think that that hurts the game a little bit. Yes, I, I agree with like there could be more as far as UI goes to like give you more a sense of exactly what you're going to like where you're holding your mouse, knowing what is going to happen when you release it. Like yes. that's yeah. that's a big that's a big issue. Um, one thing I really do like about this game, though, is that like these holes and these obstacles that they have, like you will have a hole that goes straight ahead through a giant valley of spider webs and then out. And then you got to like shoot it through fucking King Kong's legs and then around another turn where there's like a rotating windmill. Like it's just, there's, mm -hmm. there's so much stuff going on there. And then there will be like these like basically thwomps that come and like knock the ball <laughs> yeah. off. And so there's a lot of that going on. And you, if you're, if you just leave the camera behind the ball, you won't see any of that except for that Valley of spider webs right at the very beginning. And so like one cool thing is that like, they give you the option to like free roam the camera around the hole, but you only get that 15 seconds to do it. So like we're, we're sitting there and we're both kind of roaming around the hole. And then all of a sudden we're both back and we're like, did you catch all that? Yeah, it's like oh, I don't know. We're about to find <laughs> out, and so then we both play the hole. It 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 is difficult, and it does make it hard as far as like not knowing um, the hardness of how you're going to hit the ball. I feel like that comes with practice. But one thing that I appreciate is that like they don't give you the option to just like play out and look at this hole as long as you want to. It's like you're going to get a few seconds to, to look at it and then you're just going to have to play. Well, I, 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 I agree with you. And I think that the, the course design is very good in this game. Like that, that is the highlight of the game for the most part. I think some of the scenarios are a little like weirdly designed, like places where like your and my ball got trapped in a, off to the side and you had to, to hit off the place where you're clearly supposed to not be hitting it from that kind of sucked. But for the most part, I think the courses are very well designed. Um, and, and it, it does lead to some like hilarious interactions and stuff. By the way, if you want to watch this play, it's on twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. You can watch our entire playthrough of like three different entire courses. I think we did. We did the pirate <laughs> ship. We did the woods, the forest. And then we did the, the haunted we did library. Four. We did four. We did four. Cause we did the haunted library, the forest, the pirate ship and the cyberpunk area. Yeah. The space station. We played for um, a good two hours there. The yeah. <laughs> so you should check that. It's actually a really funny stream. Uh, watch me get very frustrated and uh adam laugh a lot uh at me, so <laughs> well um, the camera did frustrate the shit out of me though yeah especially frustrating it, it is yeah especially like so one thing that it took i i was doing it from the beginning and it, it was just because it was on a mouse roll like you can roll the mouse back and like zoom back on the camera 
And I don't think you realize that for like the first like eight or nine holes. Yeah. And then, but even, even with that, like if you're stuck up against the wall, if you're stuck up against any kind of obstacle, that camera is stuck up against that obstacle. Right. And that's frustrating as shit. Like there's no, it tries to do like a see-through thing so that you can like see clip through the wall and see it through the camera, but they don't actually make any camera adjustments. So you're still look, you're still basically pressed up against that wall. And again, that's where the pool thing comes back to, because it feels like you're trying to line up a shot. Yeah. That pool game where you're up against some kind of thing. That shit is ridiculous. I hated that so much. I think with a few tweaks, this game could be something special. Like if they do a sequel, if they add like the, what we're talking about with like the line of sight stuff and the, they give you like a swing meter basically but it's not like like if you're used to a tiger Woods style swing meter type thing it it, ain't, it is not that like you do not get that much like all you're doing is you're clicking the mouse you're dragging it forward to make it more powerful and then you're releasing the mouse yeah um and the way that i'm pretty sure that it's on like a parabolic kind of meter even though they don't show you that it's just all they sh- it's just a straight line so like you could if you barely push the mouse forward at all it's only going to go a foot but then if you go just a little bit past that it's going to go 10 feet so and there you don't really ever get a good gate like sometimes i felt like i was hitting it like perfectly and it would shoot far like it's never shot before and sometimes (laughs) i'd blast the shit out of it and it wouldn't go as far as i thought it would you know like Mm. it, it never felt i think that's the problem is that the game it all the setup is very good but the feeling of the actual like putt putt never quite settled for me in a way that was satisfying. Like I, mm. I never got a handle of it as, as, as something that like felt good, you know, like I, I got it to the point where I could make it work, but it never actually felt very good. And I think a lot of that has to do with the camera and the lack of like the, the maybe I'm just used to like Tiger Woods or PGA tour stuff like that, where I'm used to like a meter, an actual swing meter and having like that line of sight that comes out and stuff like that without that stuff, it just felt limited. Yeah. Like camera, and UI. Yeah. Those two UI. things. If they fix yeah. those two things, this game would be amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of shocking to me that because those are both so important when it comes to a golf game, that those two things were not addressed there. But I do appreciate, I do appreciate the 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 layout of the levels and the creativity they had when it came to creating this game. Yeah, and I think I think you got that part right. Like the because the layouts are great. The, the course design is great. And actually the ball physics are pretty good too. Like, I think that's super important. It feels like they put all their effort into the like ball physics and course design and maybe the UI and the um, camera control was secondary. Yeah. You know, cause they got those two things very good and the other two things very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe with a sequel. Golf with your friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good title. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was something we played. We're going to try to do more of those kind of streams and some multiplayer stuff. Uh, We think that's pretty fun. We'll probably definitely check back in on that game. Um, But there's been some big news that has come out in the past few weeks. One of the bigger stories we're going to get to in a second. I just want to touch on something small real quick. One of my favorite games ever is uh, Hyperlight Drifter. That is a top-down Zelda-esque game with no dialogue, literally no English in it at all. Uh, it's beautiful. It has incredible music. It's got some of the best fluid combat that you've ever seen in a game. Is Those that guys, game is that game on uh, Game Pass? It is. It is. 
Uh, I need to. On. I need to. I need to look into that because if it is, I need. I to have play. it on. I have it on Steam. I don't know if it's on. About to look. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. I have it on Steam. It's very good. Um, I also have it on PS4. Have it on two different platforms. No, it's not. Oh. There's a there's a game that looks like it called like Star Scourge or something like that. It has the same kind of art style, but it's not as good. Um, but uh, it, it is very a great game. Uh, if you haven't played it, play it. The, those guys, Heart Machine, that's the developers. They did a game a few months ago called, oh, frack, I forgot the name of it. Uh, I was very excited for it, but I don't think it's exact. It didn't turn out to be what I wanted. It's more of a free from roaming game. Um, and it, it didn't quite satisfy like what I wanted from that team. Um, and Solar it was Ash? called Solar Ash. It's kind of like a skateboarding game almost. Uh, it's all about movement and stuff. So the movement in Hyperlight Drifter is very good, but and and they turned this into like a 3D thing and made it a almost like a skateboarding thing, which is good, but that's not quite what I was looking for. Well, now they're combining the two and they're making a follow-up to Hyperlight Drifter called Hyperlight Hyper Breaker. Breaker. And it basically combines Solar Ash and Hyperlight Drifter into one game, which is exactly what I wanted from them. Right, so, combining what? Hyperlight Drifter Ash? and Solar Ash. Yeah, so it's a 3D movement. From oh, Solar is it 3D? Ash. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because all I've and, seen, and, all I've seen is that uh, announcement trailer where it's literally just like the announcement uh, trailer has gameplay in it. Is that gameplay? Yeah, where the 3D characters like go into the thing. Yeah, and you can play as different characters because it ends on a second character. So they've announced oh, there's going to be like six characters. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I literally thought that was all just like a cinematic. Mm, that's gameplay. Oh shit. So that's um, and then that that reveal ends on a different character. So it looks like I think there's four or five characters because the the tide the title has like four characters around it or five. So there's gonna be multiple characters. Um, the fluid movement of Solar Ash with the combat of Hyperlight Drifter. So Count me in. I am very, very excited for that. But it's also a ways away. I think it enters early access in early 2023. So <laughs> we early will see. Early access 2023. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but that should be on everybody's radar. And if you have not played Hyperlight Drifter yet, try it out. If you like Zelda games, it is one of the best ones of those that I've played in a very long time. I will have to um, find one of those. Um, but hey. It doesn't sell a lot on Switch and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, I I have seen it on Switch sales, and now I don't that, know if I don't know if you want to play it on Switch, but um... wait, I think I have it. Was it on PS Plus a while back? It might have been. I think I might have that on PS4. You might. And if I do, I will be playing that tonight. That's a very good game. Um, so hey, what do you say before we get into uh the couple of news stories we got? Let's take one more quick break. Okay. All right, so we will be right back, everybody, with more booze and games. Hello. Am I the only one drinking in this episode of Gaming and Drinking? I got this. I'm just not as good as you at drinking, I guess. Mm. I'm I'm not a... I'm not a... 
I'm drinking slow tonight. I'm also what we were just talking about. Like I'm trying to get back in shape. So I'm cutting my beer intake. (laughs) So two beers an episode now is where I'm going with things. That's how I'm. I've had one, two beers and a liquor drink, right? That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. That diet Coke or that Coke had a, had like that Coke. Pepsi. It was a, or that Pepsi. It was a Pepsi. It was a thick boy. Pepsi still exists. It was a thing. (laughs) <laughs> it does it does still exist i just found that out tonight um <laughs> uh but yeah I'm, I'm limiting trying to get trying to get that that bod for the summer so same so and you know how i'm doing it eating pizza and eating chips with loyal vodka drinks sponsored up <laughs> nope not at all this is a is this so- a nine percent <laughs> <laughs> Gonna even be able to walk out of that room. <laughs> Katie's gonna go over and be like, "What the fuck have you been doing tonight?" I'm like, "I just did the podcast, podcasting. It's <laughs> what we do on our podcast. We drink. I mean, this is. I I literally like as far as drinking goes. I have cut back significantly. This night is like my drinking night. I I drink a little bit, maybe a couple more times during the week, but like. As far as like drinking, drinking, this is it for me. That's a good night to do it. Yeah, I I really love it. Yeah, good time. Lyle, nine percent vodka drink. Loyal, loyal. Uh, yeah, mixed berry lemonade, dude. This shit is fucking delicious. It just is that, it, on, the, is that on the liquor side of the store. It's on the liquor side of bottles. Yeah, so it's a so so it's like high noon, but not with five. My problem with high noon has always been like, why the fuck would I get one of these expensive ass cocktail drinks when they a taste like just like a white claw and b they're the exact same ABV. Now nine percent, they were doing that'll get me to change over. They were doing a tasting of this at bottles the other day when I was going there to pick up uh, that bullet actually, and then I was also like getting beer for the podcast and champagne for Katie and all that shit. And I go in and this this girl's like, hey, you want to try some uh some vodka drinks? I was like, why not? They were doing a tasting, much like me and you yeah, did. Yeah. On the other side of total. Uh so I tried it, and the first one I tried was this one, the mixed berry lemonade. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, fuck, that's delicious. And then she's <laughs> like, You want to try another one? I was like, you know what? Just line them all up. <laughs> I was like, just give me every flavor you got i'll uh, try them all hell and then yeah. and then she like it was like six flavors and she's just like all right here you go <laughs> so hey, that's try- what we were doing at our tasting so like people like that's what they're there for to let you try them all see which one yeah. you like the best so i tried them all i i went with the mixed berry but like honestly they were all delicious dude i highly highly recommend uh loyal mixed berry or loyal they had they had a sweet tea they had a lemonade they had a sweet tea lemonade they had a strawberry lemonade they had a watermelon lemonade um just a a bunch of flavors of uh and really good shit and you can't even taste the alcohol at all nice shit is dangerous i brought them home and me and katie split one that night and uh Katie was like, oh, shit, that's good. I was like, fuck, yeah, it is. I was like, make sure you save one for my podcast. Mm-hmm. So she drank the other two the next day. <laughs> and I was like, I know you didn't drink all of mine. And she's like, no, I left you one for the podcast. Don't worry. But she drank. It. If 
if I wouldn't have told her to save me one, they would have all been gone within 24 hours. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Speaking of gone within 24 hours. Ooh. That's mm. a good one. That's, that was. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, we have just received, not just received, this is this news is weeks old at this point, but <laughs> coming in over the wire. Uh, we now know that E3, so E3 a while back, they didn't do anything physical since COVID started. So basically since 2019 was the last in-person show. Uh, 2020 was a mess where they it was spread out over the course of like four months do you remember that it was yeah 2020 weird. was retard really stupid <laughs> 2020 Excuse was me 2020 was ridiculous um and we had to like kind of suss out our gaming stuff over the course of those four months you know mm-hmm. like try to Pick yeah, that was the was... first summer of games from Jeff Keeley. Uh, I don't know if it was, or was 2019. I think 2019 yeah. might have been, but 2020 was when it picked up because E3 was in such shambles. Yes, 2019 was the first one. And then when 2020 rolled around and he realized, like when Jeff Keeley realized, oh shit, E3 ain't yeah, gonna E3. ain't gonna be E3. in person. Yeah. Summer of games, boom. I think he was he yeah yeah i think that's the, the timeline for it and then there was so also the, the kind the summer, of funny games showcase with the, the a summer bunch game of- i think that but they, they've been doing kind of funny games showcase for a little while and that was like kind of separate from it was like part of e3 but not like it was a different thing um but summer games fest was like jeff Keeley's thing that really started to take shape around 2020 when the in-person show was canceled and then in 2021 we got a way better organized but still digital online only version of e3 um that basically was just like nintendo and microsoft running their you know directs whatever version microsoft had of it um which so okay well we'll get to that um but this year what was supposed to happen was like the same exact online digital showcase for e3 in its limp form i guess they they weren't going to do an in-person show for whatever reason and they canceled it I mean, where else do they go except canceling it? Like, yeah, to be I honest. Mean, if, you, if you can't do the in-person show, and now that vendors know that they don't have to pay the insane amounts of money to be showcased at E3 that they were having to pay to get booths and stuff there, um, I don't think that they would have, even if they'd have tried to put on an in-person show. Because remember before even 2020 happened, they were like pivoting to like, remember the they were like play get photos taken with the nba star and like all Dude, those weird yeah things they had they, were they what were they called they were called uh on, we actually online act online activations activations, activations. Yeah. yeah we we talked about these last year i think mm-hmm. last year um when we very first started this podcast was when they were talking about the different kinds of activations they were going to do online activations. And by online, they didn't mean on the internet. They meant no, like, they meant on stand- the line, standing Ugh. in a line. <laughs> yeah. And so the terminology. Yeah. So like um, that was literally like the first or second episode was that shit. And so like, if, if you can't do, so for you and I, I know we talked about this before, uh, not on the podcast, but E3, you know, the first, second week of June, was like Christmas time for us. We've yeah. looked forward to it every year. I remember working at Pizza Joint. I would turn E3 on because it was hosted by like Spike TV at that point and watch them on the, the Pizza Joint TVs at the bar 
watch E3 for like three straight days. And it was like that, that was my Christmas. I looked forward to it every year. Uh, the first year I was dating Katie, I got so drunk one night watching um, E3 that I was starting Comer the next day. Like I was literally starting the next day and I <laughs> got in my van. So you mean like two work. or three years ago? It was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we, I like went to go drive um, to like, to, uh, not total one. Yeah. Total wine that Monday morning. Cause I used to have to be there at like seven 30 to meet the truck, but I was so drunk from getting hyped up at E3 that I threw up in my van and like go turn around, go change clothes and come back to work. Oh Still work drunk God. as fucked up, but that was all because of E3. Like E3 was like a big, huge <laughs> thing to me. Yeah. It was pretty good. Wait, we got to backtrack for a second. All right. First question. Yeah. You had to meet him at total wine on Harbison. Yeah. So you had to drive from your house 40 minutes to Harbison. It's 20, like 25 minutes. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it's, it's like 30 from mine. So yeah, probably about, so 20 minutes, 20 minutes to Harbison. I didn't make it to Harbison. I, I did this on the highway. I turned around. In, but you were in your work, you threw up in your work van. Yep. Went home, changed clothes. And then came back. Then went and met. Was it Henry driving at the time? No, it was Shane. You don't even know him. It I was, was about to say Henry would have been like fifteen. Yeah, no, this is way before <laughs> Henry. This was this is when I had to deliver basically every order that I put in, and it sucked. It was awful. Um, so I did that all hungover. Um, first day. I, first day. It was one of the very first days I worked there. Was, I'd probably been working there for like maybe two weeks at that point. Okay, but I was but like, was, that's your very first day. That's a fucking hell of a first no, day. No, it wasn't. Dude. It wasn't my very first day, but it was. It was like one of my very first days. Um, but I was hyped from the night before because it was because yeah. it was Sunday night that I would have been doing that, and the Square Enix conference was always on Sunday night. So I can remember like how they used to do the conferences. It was like Bethesda and um, Microsoft and uh, Square Enix on Sunday night, and then Monday would start with sony nintendo, or no, nintendo, nintendo yeah. and then sony would end it on monday like evening um but yeah like that I, I still remember how all that went that's how much e3 meant to me and now it's like the the, the thing that it, i'm glad it's kind of going away because it's not what it was and if it's not going to be what it was if it's not going to be this momentous thing i don't want it to just like do like g fuel you know promos and and bay booths and and you know whatever I, I want the like big showcase like i want the glam and the glitz if it's not that i don't want it you know one thing i'm kind of worried about though is these big publishers you know big developers sony nintendo microsoft i don't think microsoft is gonna forget but i i worry about sony forgetting mostly um about having a one big day in the year where you announce all of your shit and get it out there. Like you dominate headlines when you do that. And I think now that Sony in particular doesn't have that around E3, I think it's well, going to be a if, if you trickle remember, of news coming out of Sony for the, for the rest of time. I don't see it. I don't see them ever having a big, well, they, 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 they do, do their that. state of plays now, but they don't, but they, compare. they did it last year. They did it last year. They, they did it, but they did it like, so Microsoft and Nintendo still had one in June and then Sony did theirs in August. 
So that's why it felt like they didn't do it at the same time because they waited like two months afterwards and they did. It was still a big thing. It's when they announced God of War Ragnarok. It's when they announced Final Fantasy 16. Like it was a really big show. It, it, it lived up to the E3 thing, but not having it on the same day like all the other ones were, it made it feel like it wasn't part of the E3 thing, which is what they're going for because they want those headlines separate from all that stuff. But um, they still did have that one big day where they announced their big shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, that, that it is going to get lost in the shuffle because now Keeley's doing the Summer Games Fest, which is, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo have both already committed to that. Um, we're going to see big games there, but it's not the same as having the three big conferences, the three big days, all in like, the, the, I think it was like, it was actually two days that they did. They just spread them out um, all over the course of those two days. But like, man, it's the end of an era. It, it is the end of an era and I am going to miss it. Um, I hope that one day, I mean, E3 was kind of just the body that wrapped around these companies and put them all on the same stage. It's put on I by hope, the ESA. They, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. thinking but about that. It I, was, that was the if, conference put on by the ESA. But what I'm saying is I hope that eventually one day PlayStation or Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo decide look we the rising tide raises all ships you know like if we all get together and we all have an event together and show that the gaming community is more than just my company or your company or the other company then you know we all get way more press than if we all just have our own individual days throughout the year and that's just a fact like if nintendo has a a, a, a tree house or whatever um then that's not going to be nearly as big as if nintendo sony and microsoft all get together and they have all these blockbuster announcements at one time and i think yeah. it might take it might take a decade but i think it's all going to cycle through again and within the next 10 years these companies are going to realize that if they get together and all have their big announcements, it's better for all of them than having their individual days. Okay, so scenario, what if Keeley just buys the E3 name from the ESA and puts on E3 as the way he's doing Summer Games Fest, but as an in-person thing where he brings Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo and all the other publishers there? If anybody can do it, Jeff Keeley can do it. Yeah. That's, That's just, what I, I I was thinking about this the other day when they were talking about this because Keeley's doing the Summer Games Fest, which Summer Games Fest is a fine name, but like it sounds kind of like something you would see on G4 Network or something like that. Like it doesn't sound like it doesn't have the importance. It sounds like way more like, indie. It sounds way more indie. E3 feels important. Like that name mm -hmm. feels like it means something. So if there's some way that he could buy that name, you know that he would, especially if he got to control it all like he's doing Summer Games Fest. And he knew because he knows how to do it. He knows what he's doing. Um, that I, I think that that's that's think, the scenario where I see I, I can see them all coming back into the fold. I think he would need to do an, a lot of negotiating with the big three before buying E3. Yeah, make sure they're there because otherwise, what's the point? Dude, he could call it E3, and then just like for the number three on the logo, just put like Sony. Microsoft, Nintendo, <laughs> and then it's I, just those three. I um, like I, that could uh, literally be the thing, and then like just his face for the E. I don't know, figure it out. Jeff Grubb made a good joke that he could call it G three because of 
Geoff is how he spells his name. Call it G G three. <laughs> he does have a funny way of Geoff. spelling Jeff. Yeah. So RIP E three. Pour one out. We'll miss you. Hopefully, Summer Games Fest will make up for the lack of you. But man, I'm gonna fucking miss it. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, when I was living in Florida, uh, it might have been every year that I lived there. We we would get together, even if we weren't. We I didn't even have a PC capable of doing any kind of like OBS or anything like that. But we would get get together on Zoom and watch mm-hmm. conferences together. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cause we both were like, let's see what happens. Yep. It was a good time. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, that, that, that kind of, that's what I'm saying. Like that kind of, cause summer games fest is spread across so many weeks that it doesn't feel, it doesn't have the same importance. There's not that like that. day two, day three of E3. Like yeah. this is where it's at. Yeah. Like mm. <sighs> those are the best days. Yeah. The best of times, the worst of times. Yep. All right. Uh, so let's uh let's go ahead and, and close the show out. But first, um I do wanna I do wanna bring up real quick. Uh we we still love Apex. I know we haven't talked about it in a couple episodes, but um Apex Legends. We're still in season 12. We did talk know. about the PS5 patch. Yes, yes, but but very, very briefly. So we're going to we're going to hit on this briefly too um but there was a huge huge leak of information about upcoming content uh for Apex Legends which blew my damn mind and uh I know that Apex has always been one of the leakiest of ships uh yeah this one in particular though is just so much stuff that I really, really feel bad for respawn. Um, well, let's let's touch on some of the big things because I, I think there's some cool things in here. One, Skull Town is coming back to Kings Canyon. <laughs> that's the first thing I noticed. That's that's <laughs> the best. But dude, they leaked nine legends. Nine legends. Which, if you think about it, though. I don't, I think that'll change because I feel like they iterate on these legends so much that, that, that I'm, I'm sure they're prototyping all of them. That's how these, that's how respawn does things is they prototype, but like, remember that they were supposed to do the melee guy and then they completely pivoted and like killed him off in a I feel like that was like a, I feel like that was a planned leak though. Like I really was. think, I really think that was a planned leak. It probably was, but this is not planned. No, dude. this is definitely not. But, I, I, <laughs> but what I mean by that is it feels like respawn kind of tries things out and sees what works and sees what doesn't. And I don't know that we're going to see all nine of these new legends. I don't think we will. I don't think we will, but to see that they have character models made for them to yeah. see that several of them have videos made of their ultimates and of their uh, tacticals already that's that's harsh man like yeah that's real harsh is, is it bad that my favorite thing about this whole leak though is that um spoilers for i guess the next two years of apex uh there is a screenshot of somebody carrying a kimbo uh P20s. Yeah, the two guns yeah i saw that that was cool dude i've always said 
why the fuck can't I carry two pistols? Well, for balance purposes, that's why. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if they're if they're bringing in a brand new energy pistol, that energy pistol, like, who knows? It's probably gonna stun we'll the see. shit out of who is carrying the the dual P twenties. So the other thing that the other biggest thing besides the nine heroes is the new map called the Divided Moon. And if you look at it, it might just be the art assets aren't fully done, but it kind of looks like a Fortnite map. Um, it does. It, it, it also um, green. It has a big propeller in the middle. Uh, it, it looks cool as shit. I'll say that. Uh, it doesn't look nearly as big as the uh, the last one they did, which I was not a big fan of. I don't think any of us were. But um, yeah, this this looks way more way more compact, way more along the lines of something like a Kings Canyon. It kind of looks like if they combined Kings can it, it looks like a mashup of all the maps that they made so far. Yeah, a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Cause they've it's got insane. the the terraformer it, it, in the middle, which would be the uh what's it called? The big laser beam. Yeah um, from um uh World's Edge. World's Edge, and then they've got Bionomics over there in the southeast, which is <sighs> It's like a World's water edge. version of uh, water, water. God damn it. I can't even think right now. I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> uh, it's a water version of the thing. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> what they probably did was they probably took the best parts of all of their maps, put them on one map, and now they're going to iterate on it and see what works the best. That's, I think that's what that's they what, did. I think. That, and if you look over here uh, on the, on the, are you looking at the map right now? Yeah. So on the west side over at Production Yard, that looks like the uh, rocket site that we like to land on on Kings Canyon. Or not, is it Kings yeah. Canyon? Like that yeah. looks like that, except it's on the east side on the other map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's just a lot of stuff that looks really reminiscent of other things, but that could be also because it's in development. And so they are obviously gonna be building out from what they've already got yeah i think that's um, what it is they, they they were like these are the things that work let's combine them onto one epic map and then try to make it its own thing out of the pieces that we put together yeah at mo b that that northeast corner over there uh that that is unfinished af yeah. um I think the corners of the map are very unfinished. I think the middle of the map, the terraformer, the kinetic battery, I think those two are probably the ones that they focused on to start with and then build out from there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's getting way into the weeds. Let's, let's, uh, let's get back out into our shit, <laughs> which is, um, I think I'm about to do some streaming. Nice. Some Good. drunk gaming and drinking streaming. Play some Tiny Tina's. Uh, or Hyperlight Drifter if you have. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to stream something. That's for sure. And get real weird with it. Nice. But uh, you, got any, you got any other uh, fun stuff to throw out there? No, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Well, in that case, I think that's going to do it for episode 16 of the gaming and drinking cast thank you world whoever's listening 
Thank you, you internet. Lo- you loyal listeners. Get it? <laughs> loyal vodka. Loyal, you're small enough. You might want to send me a drink or two. I can drink these on stream. <laughs> loyal if you're watching. Loyal. I will Reach be loyal. Gaming and drinking at Google, no, gmail.com. <laughs> at Gmail. <laughs> Gaming and drinking at Gmail.com. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's going to do it, guys. Y'all have a good one. Cheers, Internet. Cheers, Travis. Cheers. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> That was the straightest. It? Cheers, Bruce. <laughs> this is what I do. Cheers. Let's try it again. Cheers, cheers. internet. Peace. Uh, I said cheers, and then you said Bruce. <laughs>